Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 124 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. I'm here. And Matt. Howdy. And Miles. Hey, how's it going? That's your mic test, all right. And Rick. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, Rick is here. This is the first time Rick has been here in how long? A year. Just no. giving him all the shit. It's a month? been like a month, maybe. A Give month. you all the shit. All of my it. fault. Yeah, actually, it, it is. It kind of is. Nah. There, there is Shut up, Miles. <laughs> no one else we can blame but you. It's true. You could blame no. Carlos. Nope. No, no. I'm just going to blame nope. you. Nope. Carlos, Carlos is here every episode. We Carlos cannot is blame here Carlos. Every episode. Carlos is blameless. I, I was here Carlos. I was here for an interview. Carlos, misin- Carlos gave me misinformation. What kind of misinformation? He told me the show was at different times. That's not true. I'm blaming you, Since when do I even know what time the show was in the first place? Show's always at 6 o'clock unless it gets changed, then you get told. be your source of information. Fuck you, Miles. Fuck you, Carlos. Fuck all you guys. I mean, I thought the show was at 5 o'clock today, and I was wrong. Yeah, it was at 5 o'clock. I had to push it back. I assumed it was 6, and found out just on time. Right? Just on time. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be kind of a weird show today. Uh, we did a big panel interview with the Twin Cities Comic Collective yesterday uh, in Minneapolis. And so we're going to put, uh, it, it's about an hour or so long, and so we're going to put that uh, as our big uh, interview discussion topic for the day. Was it good enough to be like on a panel at a Comic-Con? I think it went really well. I don't know. Oh, we better get our name out there so we can start doing Comic Con right? panels. I don't know if it was Chris Hardwick good, but it, it was, was good. I hope it was. I I, I wish it. I could have been there. Every everyone uh, there enjoyed it. They said that we did a good job, and it good. was our it was our first panel type good. deal. So cool, right? That was, was it, now were they saying good job or was it like? Good job, as in, you know, these guys are like a retarded puppy, and let's not hurt their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carlos, you were there. What do you think it was? Could have been either way. <laughs> <laughs> really could have been either way. <laughs> really could have. Uh, but no, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, and we're going to try to get them individually on. But right. that is all about that later on. Right now, I just want to remind you that Today's episode is brought to you by our Black Belt patron, Zach Zablowski, who actually helped us out with the interview. Yeah. He didn't say anything, but he was there to help us uh, <laughs> set up. He was sitting down. right there. He could have said something. He could have. He had a microphone and everything. Yeah. And he didn't say a word. But that's okay. He did help with the setup and teardown and yeah. navigated us to Indeed. I really wish he would have he helped, helped us with bring the, drinking, the stuff right? up. He helped with the drinking. Okay. I really wish he uh, had helped us bring the stuff up in the first place, though. Oh, yeah, no. He showed up right after we brought all the shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Because, of course, he did. Uh, If you would like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash blindingstudios or click on the Become a Patron link at the bottom of our homepage. All right, Carlos, what have you been up in the past week? Right? We had a show last week. Yeah, we did. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Probably. Not too much. I mean, uh, we'll get to, uh, we just saw Ant-Man, but, and that was great. And it uh, was so good. Yeah. But we'll get to that after we talk about what everybody did. I didn't. Uh, I haven't done too much, other than the fact that right after this show is like my week off. I just have a week off of just 
doing nothing. It's you mean fantastic. video games? A little video games. Not too much. A little video games, Carlos? Didn't you say that you were going to finish Batman? Yeah, I got to finish Batman. And it's going to be fun. How much do you have left of Batman? A lot. Well, to get... Because I want 100%. So you're going to 100% Batman this week? Yeah. Okay, so and that's also, a lot uh, Saints of video Row. games. Go play some Saints Row because, you know, I want to fly around and blow shit up. How many burritos are you going to consume this week? I don't know. I have stuff to make burritos here. So... Do you have a can of beans that you will consume as well? I have this is not dip. Beans. <laughs> <laughs> I have beans, I have cheese, and I have chips, so I'm set. That that sounds like a dip combination. No, no, we're not, we're not getting going into, into this into again. again. We I was, I, I did talk about polling everybody at the panel yesterday to get a uh, like a final result because I'm sure they would all be on my side, and if they weren't, I would just keep polling people until I found more people <laughs> we, on my side. We did decide it was a dip. No, so. you guys did, and you're wrong. I don't think... I, don't I know was why on you're your side that, initially, but when they talked about adding cheese and stuff... It makes sense. You melt the cheese. No, no, there is no and stuff. What it's is just ca- cheese. What, what did, so queso mm. is not a dip? The refried, the refried just cheese is not a dip. Also has stuff. Queso sold into Tostitos, cheese. Yeah, that that's is. cheese and salsa. And other stuff. Casey's just trying to disagree. There's no other reason. <laughs> There's no other reason. No, I'm right. Beans I'm, by uh, themselves it's, it's are not dip. a dip. He's just trying to be an asshole about it. No, beans by I themselves just, are not a dip. Wait, wait. So he just said something about salsa. So if you put a little bit of salsa in with Why would your, I, you don't I'm just saying. I'm just dip. saying. I'm just saying. Then it'd be a dip. No. The salsa his that mind. I have is for chips that don't have beans. You don't mix salsa chips and beans that up. don't have beans. What? What? You don't mix beans and salsa. Oh, you don't sure fuck you can. Around with that. You could do that. No. Yeah, no. Uh, that's wrong. Delicious on a burrito. See, yeah, one, that's, one that's different. That's a burrito. Why is that different? It's the exact same that's thing. Not the beans are still mixed in with the salsa. The, you, that ruins the flavor. It's I'm not so as confused. a dip. You've ruined so the flavor. There's a method, and you're I'm doing so it wrong. so confused. There's no method to your madness. I, I'm not talking about madness. I'm talking about a method to chips and dip. Next. Chips and cans of beans. We need like a little buzzer that just to, <laughs> for the next the next subject. Next, where where is well, it? Well, we're he's, talking he's about what something. you guys are doing. All you would have to do is talk about go to somebody else. Next. <laughs> All right. What was uh Miles? What Miles, did you do this week? <laughs> I'm. Where did your Mufasa one go? I, I was totally expecting that one to get pulled there. out. I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> okay, I'm doing Scar. Uh Can I go last? No. Ah, <sighs> fine. I, no, I, all right, no, no, guys, guys, who bitches the most about going last all the time? Miles. Miles. Who, Miles. <laughs> who, who just asked to go last for Miles. some fucking Miles. reason? Miles. Miles doesn't get to go. Should we let Miles go I last? digress. No, so I've never complained about going last. I just complained about never going first. You, compa- you complained about always going Being last. I, why can't I be first all the time? You I'm are first all the, all the time. Yeah. I'm here all the time. I've earned it. <laughs> he has our, earned it. For our next uh, <laughs> annual show where we do the quiz, we should each have a different sound effect, and that'll be our buzzer to ring in. If That's we know not the a answer. bad idea. That'd be fun. Can mine so, be the uh, ringtone of me just saying penis? Yes. Yes, Carlos. And I will rig up a button, and you can just get it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so am I going penis. now or am I going last? It's up to you. I don't really give a shit. Mm. Mr. Right. Bitchy Mitch order. Bitch Bitch. Go in order? All yep, right. This go. is what I've been up to. Oh, no. You can't show us. Uh-oh. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Nobody say a word because I don't know if she... Li- yeah. Can we Can we say? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. Yeah, no, that is a that is uh, a ring. I think Miles is going to walk it to a volcano. That's a class <laughs> ring, right? No, that isn't a volcano <laughs> ring. Thank you very much. Miles graduated. Uh, Yay! Somebody proposed to Miles. <laughs> that is very nice, Miles. Who's lucky, Thank man? you. 
Angela Davis is going to be my fiance. How do you know? What if can't she be so no. sure? She picked the ring out. No, oh, okay. somebody <laughs> okay. cheated. What if somebody listens to this broadcast? She could still say no. Ruins the surprise for her. <laughs> She's like, no, but can I keep? The but ring? she picked out the <laughs> ring already. Oh, she picked it out. Yeah, she oh. picked it out. Well, yeah. it's a very nice ring. Thank you. She doesn't know I got it yet. She probably still thinks I have another two months before I'll actually have it. So nice. that's that's the surprise. All right. What if she's like? So I, how you gonna do I just it? Want you to spend a bunch I'm thinking of money hot air balloon. No. Don't drop the ring. No. <laughs> I've, you know I've already had that going through my no, head. No, no. You, you should, should have it on a safety harness. Yeah. You should tether tie it. string <laughs> tie to your string penis. To it and tie it around your dick. Yeah. <laughs> no, because then if she's just like. Pull, pulls it up really good to look at. Actually, it no, I, I like that. You have it like tied around your dick, so like you just drop trouser right on the. <laughs> You're yeah. like, hey, will you <laughs> marry me? <laughs> and also, while we're at it, like, can you? Uh, <laughs> I spent all this money on the ring, so you know, right? Suck once right? for yes. <laughs> Suck twice for double. It's like twice for maybe. <laughs> Well, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. You guys are the first ones to see it. Well, now I feel really special. You should. I tried calling a couple of people, but everyone was busy, so I figured I'd bring it and show it to you guys at the show. Looks exactly like a ring. Thank you. We were going for that. It's round. It it is round. There's a shiny thing on it. There's a lot of shiny things. There's like some filigree in there. Yeah. I was told it looks like an elvish ring. Yeah. That's why I thought he was going to throw it in a volcano. Speaking of Elvish, I got the only good Prime deal I got for Amazon Prime Day was the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition, which is like $200 normally. It was 20 bucks. Wait, $200? Yes, it's the 15-disc Blu-ray edition. Oh, wow. I am jealous. Yeah. Can I borrow it on Thanksgiving? Yes, Thank you. you can. Do you realize <laughs> I also have the same thing, pretty much, except oh, you not do? the not the unless your case, unless yours came with like uh, statues and shit. No, it, I don't know. It like opens up all weird and shit in the map inside and whatnot. Oh yeah, know. I don't have the map. I just have all the discs. Yeah, are, are know, they the extended ones? Yeah. Well, okay. it's, I think it's like a com- combination. Because of the two. I only watch the extended ones on on Thanksgiving. Why would you? Watch I don't know. It said like eighty some percent off, and it was only twenty some dollars. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I yeah. got it. So I, I picked up. Uh, I still picked up Blade Runner. I haven't gotten around to watching that yet. I got the the forty fifth one where it's like two di- through three discs with the book it, inside it's like of it. The 30, yeah, I think I got the same one. Yeah, that one's cool. Though I like, I really want to. It's got it, all three versions because it has the final cut, which yeah. has the uh, no uh, none. No it's got the over. three versions of the film and then a bonus oh, disc for uh, the bonus feature. It has like the. It has more than that. It has because uh, it also has like two different international cuts and. No, you did Carlos. it. Fuck you, Carlos. But yes, the Lord of the Rings yeah. thing. I was thinking that the movies would have fit on one Blu-ray you disc. Need, you need, but nope, it's still split onto two Blu-rays. Well, like one of the discs has like a whole bunch of the movies on mine, and then like mm-hmm. the the Didn't main cut is like on one disc. Huh? Yeah. Didn't earn the so <laughs> yeah, I got. It. I'm planning on watching that at some point in time because I haven't seen it without the. Because generally, originally they they didn't have a was well, not voiceover, but the just narrated mm-hmm. by uh, Harrison Ford. Originally, it wasn't supposed to be narrated at all. But they were like, like yeah, nobody's going to understand this. I like that version a lot better, the one without him narrating. Yeah, there's so many different versions. So they used it, so they inserted the narration. Nobody, like Harrison Ford didn't want to. You can even kind of tell him, like, his narration, like, he doesn't think it's very Yeah, but important. Harrison Ford never wants to do anything. No, yeah. he doesn't. He is See, the grouchiest motherfucker <laughs> on the planet. The international cuts and stuff, they they don't really need to be there. It's just the final cut and yeah. the theatrical that are the only two that really yeah. matter. But I th- And also, like, the 92 director's cut mm-hmm. that is on there, too. What else have you been up to, Matthew? Uh, through a gigantic benefit for one of our old bartenders at Emma's, 
Uh, it was a humongous success in turnout, and I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> and my grandma fell down and broke her elbow. Oh, no. So nice. I've been taking care of her for the past week. That sounds care very painful. Week. Yeah, it's not very good. And I got Amazon Echo, which I love. What is that? That new uh, thing that like stands up and you talk to it. It's called Alexa. Oh, you ask yeah. me questions and shit and play music and whatnot. You got that? Yep. Yeah, and now you can walk into Matt's house and say, yeah, Alexa, buy toilet paper. You can. And it'll buy Matt a bunch of toilet paper. And, and then I was like, reading it. Does, it. does it have a set quantity, though? I mean, does, is it buy 100 toilet paper. I haven't tried to <laughs> do... <laughs> no, I mean, what, if, what if you say, like, uh, hey, uh, Alexa, buy some lube, and then you just get the 55-gallon drum of uh, lube. See, I haven't tried to do any ordering with it yet. I was just messing with it today. But I think it's really freaking cool. Like, you just tell it to play a song, it starts playing a song, and you can ask something over the song, like, 30, 40 feet away Man, in another room. I, I'm telling like, voice-activated stuff, I've been saying it for years yeah. with the Connect. It's yeah. the coolest. I, I like the fact that it's more of a home-type thing instead of just a video game running your TV, basically. That's what I. That's why I thought it was way cooler. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can plug something into your light switch, then plug an Ethernet cord, and it runs all your light bulbs in your house, and you can be like, Alexa, turn on the lights. Alexa, dim 30%. Hey, Alexa, turn on the coffee pot. Hey, Alexa, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Ask, the household stuff is a lot D? cooler than just running your TV, <laughs> I I Alexa, what give me a say? number for somebody to call for dirty deeds done dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what, does she, what does she say if you tell her to suck on your D? I haven't tried that yet. You should do that. Uh, there's a bunch of things like you can say, Alexa, Earl uh, T, Earl Grey, hot. And she says, cannot compute. The replicator is down. <laughs> and then, beat me up, Scotty. Aye, aye, Captain. Like, stuff like that. Does it's nothing? It just says that? Nothing happens? Yeah, nothing happens. Yeah, just some Easter yeah, eggs. Like, did, I mean, you tell it, did you tell Alexa to engage? Uh, I haven't done that one no. yet. You should tell her to suck on your D. I don't know. She's pretty fun, though. I think it's cool. I like it. That's yeah, nice. it sounds neat. I wish I had uh, use for one. Like, I have the connects and stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'd use it. I don't know. Like, yeah, I just would walk in the house. I'd be like, Alexa, what time is it? Alexa, what's the weather like? Or shit like that. Just all right on top. Now Matt's not lonely. I know. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Only to find Matt it's Steven Seagal's voice. <laughs> yes. name is Alexa, Alexa, who's your daddy? A bunch of men at the Amazon workplace or whatever, and it's hilarious. No, Alexa, you're supposed to say that I'm your daddy. And so far, the longest answer she gives is, uh, Alexa, how much does the earth weigh? And uh, she gives you to the exact amount, and it's like 23 seconds long of speaking. It's hilarious. The meaning of life says 42, but it's a bit more complicated than that. It's funny. It's awesome. Rick? Yo. You've had some (laughs) life changes happen since the last time you've been on, I think. Right? Have I? (laughs) I don't know, you got a fucking new job. You quit oh, your yeah. old job. Yeah, I quit a job. You're rearranging job. the furniture tonight. I'm thinking about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what, what, like, is the feng shui off? Like, why are you going to rearrange the furniture? To annoy my wife. All right. <laughs> That's about it. Well, and I was looking at it, and I was like, I think that if I moved the couch over here, I could get another, like, love seat in, because we only have a couch, and it's not enough for multiple people. You're right, but but she is not gonna like it, so I'm just gonna do it while she's gone. And then what happens when she makes you change it? She won't because I'll be like, no, it's like that now. 
How are you still married? (laughs) I'm gonna. If she wants to move it, she can move it, and then I'll just move it back once she's gone again. Because that's how good marriages work. (laughs) It is. I don't know, so I'm just gonna assume that's how mine works, and I'm still married. Mm. I mean, I've been doing a lot of work around my house, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I took an I took like a full inventory of all the stuff that the guy who owned it before me fucked up. So I'm just going through and correcting all that. Is it a so, lot of stuff? There's a lot of stuff. Like, he what did it he, all up? What's the most obvious thing that he fucked up? Uh, the fact that the sump pump in the basement that pumps all the water out just dumps into the front yard. <laughs> swamp. So if I try to mow my yard, I just make massive, it's just a fucking mud hole. <laughs> so what you need to do is you need to make that go under fucking ground with some drain tile. Dumbass. <laughs> and when he put like all the rocks in along the edge of the sidewalk to put flowers in, he didn't dig it out. He just dumped a shitload of rock on top of the <laughs> dirt. So it's like fucking piled up and what's, it does not work. What's wrong with that? It's it's a, there's yeah. the rocks get all over everything because they're not yeah, in it's like pretty a little obvious what's wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. They're not flush with the rest oh, of the they're ground. Small they're piled rocks. up on top. That's the problem. Gravel. He, should have, he should have had giant rocks, just had a whole bunch of those. No. Big boulders. Yeah. No. I don't car- boulders. Fucking no. Because then they're not gonna roll around <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> then you have a you can't you can't Push run them over with your lawnmower. But he didn't put any like like fabric down before he did it, so there's it's just full of fucking weeds. Oh no! Like he just he he did some stuff to work on the house, but everything he did was half-assed. So, so it's like it, if you sent Carlos out to do it. Yeah, it's, it's I do yard work. <laughs> it's no, way I meant, worse. Carlos, you would have totally just dumped the the rocks on the ground. No, I would have like, just and the uh, water. And the water. Actually, like I would have probably just filled the yard up with the cement and just had it all flat, not have to worry about the lawn. Well, cars, you have to dig that down too. I actually had a dream that that's what happened to the front lawn. It was the best dream ever. <laughs> it was like I don't have to mow the front lawn anymore. Wow. So it's like Las Vegas. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, so I. It'd be better if he just wouldn't have fucking done anything. <laughs> Then I could just do it right the first time, but uh-huh. now I have to undo what he did and, and then redo, redo it. Stuff. Yeah, that's okay. It builds character. At least that's what people say when something shitty. Yeah, is no, going I know it's not building character, but I'm gonna make it sounds my house like it look is nice. Okay, so awesome, dumb fucker. I went camping this week in the middle of the week. I took yeah. uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off of work, uh, and then went out into the woods. Uh, so we got to uh, uh, it's it's on the Chippewa River, kind of by Lake Pepin. And so we're walking in, and we're like, okay, this will be awesome. There's a nice path. We'll find a place. We're going to try to go up on one of the bluffs, and it'll be great. Uh, But then the path opens up into this field that's just six-foot-tall nettles (laughs) and thorns everywhere. (laughs) And then the bugs came. (laughs) Four hours later, I'm hot, I'm sweaty, and I'm pissed off at nettles and bugs. (laughs) And we're like, okay, we got to get to the top of this bluff. And it's like, just straight up. And we're like, fuck. (laughs) So we're scrambling with full packs on up this fucking bluff. We only get up there and it's amazing. It's really nice. It's fantastic. But we're not satisfied. We're like, no, there's got to be a better spot. So like, we'll remember this one for later. But no, there's going to be a better one. 
So we find another field full of nettles and bugs and <laughs> terribleness. And we tromp through that one. And we end up in a cornfield. <laughs> Just a fucking cornfield in the middle of nowhere. So you did not find the better we spot. We did not find the better spot. But Jake was like, no, 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 no. We just got to go through the cornfield. I'm like, Jake, but on the map. No, no, no. Trust me. Okay, Jake. I'll trust you this time. You haven't led me wrong except through the nettles and then up the hill and then not staying at that spot. But yeah, whatever. We'll be fine. We go through the cornfield and we find more thorns because, of course. Then we finally get to the top of this other bluff and it's overgrown and terrible. And he's like, man, I think we should go back to that first spot. No shit. (laughs) (laughs) So we go back to the first spot. We set up camp. Everything's great, except we're tired and just full of bug bites and nettle stings. Were there a bunch of bugs on top of the first site? Uh, No, because it it was exposed, and so there was a nice breeze. Mm. And so there were no bugs, and it was great. Good. Uh, And so then the next day we go down to the river. And Jake has severe arachnophobia. Like, it's <laughs> it's worse than my fear of snakes. And my fear of snakes is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah it's pretty bad. Uh, so we're, we're sitting. Uh, I have my feet in the water. Uh, he has his feet in the water, and we're just enjoying the afternoon, just chilling by the river. And then all of a sudden, he yells, Fuck! Get out of the water! <laughs> and jumps up. I'm terrified. I have my water bottle like hooked around my toe to try to keep it cold. And so like I'm trying to get out of the water. The water bottle's fighting me. And <laughs> you're just sand going everywhere. And I'm like, what? What what is it? And I'm looking around and I'm like, don't you see it? And he's pointing over at a bush. I'm like, what? There's a spider. <laughs> Jesus, fuck! Uh, was it a spider in the water? Yeah, it was a spider so in the water. It's just the water strider. No, it was a water spider. No, the water strider, because they stride atop the top of the water. I don't know. It was, I mean, it, to his credit, it was, a like, I guess, a medium-sized spider. But, you know, it goes on top <laughs> of the water, so there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but... but- it, it appeared out of nowhere, and it could dive because he started throwing sand at it to try to drown it. Well, that's a fucking awesome spider. I mean, and then it, it would go into the water for like 30 seconds and then pop up someplace completely no. different. You have to throw sand at it again. No, I mean, like being like a fear of spiders like that strong is a little insane unless you're from Australia. In which case, oh, yeah, no, it was it was totally insane. But of course, people in Australia just don't have that fear, even though they should be terrified every day. Yeah, but no, it it well, and it totally ruined the afternoon by the river because <laughs> I'm trying to get comfortable again, try to get relaxed, and I just fucking can't. And then uh, we saw it's it's about noon at this point, and we just see a bat fly down the river, and we're like, well, I guess it's time to leave because <laughs> once you see day bats, you're done. Why? <laughs> What's wrong with day bats? Day bats are fine. Yeah, no, are fine. Day bats are the rabies. No, nah, they no. they they hover over the pool all the time and eat all the bugs. But day bat- bats are night creatures. No, they just start eating at the dusk time area. He time. said it was about noon. But, it was about but noon? there's trees there, right? So there's like shade? No. This is the middle of the fucking river. Well, it's yeah, probably fine. No, it shade was day bats. It was a sick bat going to give me rabies. <laughs> so we left and we were fine. So what you're Did saying you is you had yet then? another camping trip that you hated almost every moment of? No, I actually loved it. It was See, great. You say that. Except 
Well, wasn't to there cover a problem, up the though? fact that you went again was that the, and wasn't that hated the one where it you just as hard? No, was no. It, last uh, time I couldn't poop. Diff- I pooped just fine right. this time. <laughs> last time it was just mosquitoes biting his butt in my balls. So he couldn't poop, <laughs> and that was a problem. If you want, if you want to hear the entire poop saga, uh, become a yeah. patron and download last month's patron co- podcast. Yep, it's only a dollar. Um, so are we gonna go to Tiffany then? Sometime? Yeah, no, we'll go back because it's a great spot that we found. Good. Uh, and we and we found a shorter way of getting there, and so it only suck a little bit. Okay, to get there, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, and later in the season, without any of the bugs, and when the nettles die, it'd be yeah. even better. Or you can just bring Carlos in a lawnmower with. Carlos <laughs> just on a lighting lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way I'm going through the land jellyfish. <laughs> the land jellyfish. Uh, I'm still mad that Zach pointed that out to you. That's horrifying. Now Carlos won't what? go outside. So we were talking about nettles, and Carlos has fa- found out that they're essentially jellyfish on land. <laughs> yeah. And so now he won't go outside. Why would I want to go outside? <laughs> Everything is horrible out there. Carlos didn't go outside much before anyway. <laughs> Though, Carlos, you, uh, I, I am a little bit more on your side now because a branch did fall out of a tree and hit me on the head. <laughs> while we were it did? Yeah, we were sitting. So the trees. We, we, we were, we were sitting on the hill, and I was like recessed a little bit into the, uh, uh, into the trees just for some shade, and a tree branch just thunked me on the head. Could have been worse. I went to a scene where a guy died from that. Well, so you're lucky. Oh, yeah, that can I, happen. I guess I'm very lucky. <laughs> Jesus, you did what? Yeah, could have been. <laughs> what? He died. Yeah, From that, a tree branch just falling yeah, on him? That happens. A big branch. Well, there's that also... Where the fuck do we go log. outside? Well, there's also a... There's a tree in Australia called the... They call the Widowmaker. Because people, like, go underneath it for shade, and the branches will fall down and kill people. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. That's so, a badass tree. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like people. a whomping willow. Well, that's one thing it's against kind of hammocks. Like that. You have to be under trees then. Oh, I'm fine. I no, there's care. there's no safe place in Australia. <clears throat> well, no, not in Australia. I'm yeah. just talking about anywhere. Oh, I no. don't care. You want to put your tent under a tree anyway. Nah. No, well, not, no. Logs will fall on me. It's a See, good idea. I think we just pave over everything and no, we'll be fine. The guy that died, he was doing things on a tractor and it like pulled the branch out of the tree. Oh, like, so it just didn't fall on He wasn't just walking around and got hit. <laughs> well, the then it's totally different. Yeah. Okay, we should get to the beer because yeah. we just hit the twenty-six minute mark. <laughs> oh, jeez! What? Cans. Cans. Yep. Yeah. It's the uh, the Nebraska. EOS Hefeweizen uh, by Nebraska Brewing Company. It is a Hefeweizen that weighs in at five point two percent ABV. It's year round. Uh, this medium to full-bodied beer, uh, pale to amber in color, is most accurately described as a Bavarian wheat beer. The aroma and flavor of this unfiltered beer is decidedly fruity and phenolic, a big word for a brew that tastes like cloves, nutmeg, or sometimes vanilla with banana-like esters. Uh, It has a BA score of 87. So it's pretty well rated. Pretty well rated, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've had anything from Nebraska. I don't think I have. I've had a few things, and... I don't know. They they were nothing to it's write home got, about, but it was nothing disappointing either. It's got Michael on it. Or maybe that person's name is Eos. Eos. I think it has Eos on it. Maybe oh. Eos. Uh, I guess that makes sense. I the didn't goddess look at the name. Of Water <laughs> yeah, the goddess of the dawn probably is probably the person they're talking about. Is, is that written on the can? Or yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> I was I don't really know. impressed. 
I don't know all the Greek gods. I'm assuming it's no. That's maybe it's Roman. Oh no! Mm, does it say that would be the same? It does not are all say. terrible because yeah. the Romans took the Greek gods. The Roman just squished all the pantheon together. Yeah. I beard on they my just keyboard, so I got really worried. <laughs> but they it's t- not, oh, not. you <laughs> fucked up! But they weren't quite the same, and they no. Well, they weren't the same, but they took the, Romans the Greek gods too. Yeah, for reasons. All right, we're good. Because they were like, oh, you have some guts. There are no, ours now, too. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it smells really banana-y in here. It smells really good. Mm. Just yes. In the room, it smells like a lot of banana. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does. This shit is banana. But it doesn't smell like the uh, the uh, banana candies. You mean the greatest runs ever? Everybody hates them, but I love them. No, you, and you could buy bags of just banana runs. You can't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't care for those. I, I don't like, care like for banana runs. laugh attack. I like but, that a lot. But yeah. banana runs, no runs. Oh are, no, banana yeah. runs are great, and orange runs. I'm not a fan of runs in general, but runs, I really like fucking banana runs laugh attack. In general, are fucking awesome. What's better, runs or nerds? I don't know if I've ever had Neither. a. You runt. know, Neither. as great as nerds are. I'd have to go with like runs just because it kind of lasts yeah, longer. Like, Ooh, chewy I don't like sprees just are the best. Are yeah, fantastic. I'm not big. Sugar Actually, either. sprees yeah. in general. The hard, the, even the the hard like runs just taste like powdered sugar. What? No, what that's a pixie stick. No, the, if you bite into them, they, it's like sugar powder. Yeah, it's like mainlining cocaine. You're good to go. Ah, runs. No, I'm, uh, not for me. I think. Are you talking about the sprees? That's what all no. candy is. Okay. All candy is basically just sugar. Yeah, but milk. I like it. Like sugar, Matt said, I like sugar. it chewier. Like yeah. Laffy Taffy. That's nice. Like the banana ones? The but banana ones are you so chew it, I, I, it kind of gets in your teeth and it just starts pulling your teeth. It's Speaking like, of all the uh, sugar, Carlos, I, I brush my teeth today. so they don't just nice. fall out yeah, when I eat Laffy Taffy. You're just I'm saying it gets stuck between your teeth. I'm like, oh, I got this bit of Laffy Taffy between my teeth now. No. You said that it starts pulling your teeth. And I say... <laughs> nay, nay, I say. Carlos here just said Laffy Taffy pulls your teeth. It, no. Like it, he has bad teeth. No, <laughs> I brush mine. No, my <laughs> teeth are fine. Is that why he? But never like smiles? you bite down the on the Laffy Taffy, and, like and start, it pulls on them. Well, like you, you can still open your teeth, mouth just fine, but still, it's like you know. Are, are, no, yeah, I'm, that's because it's chewy. Are you talking like I like yeah, that. exactly? Style? So, I like it. What? I like it. I, I was. What, what, what did Miles say? Pulling on your teeth, like r- lasso style? What? No. <laughs> More like a boot in the mouth. I want to hear about the surge. Wait, has about anybody... the surge? What? What? <laughs> I had a can of surge today. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was ringing the bell for, but no. <laughs> I How had was a can it? of surge. They have them at uh, the video game store downtown. Was well, it cool? Why did you only buy one for yourself? Because I saw a surge. Are you I'm that like, selfish want a that you wouldn't think that any of us would want some surge too? Hey, <laughs> hey, I just wanted a surge. I bought a movie, and I'm like, hey, they have surge over there. I grabbed a surge. So go downtown and buy a surge. What, what movie? What is a surge? They had uh, 28 Days Later on care? Blu-ray. Did it? Did surge hold up? Uh, there was hints of it that reminded me of my childhood. I was like, whoa. But then it's it's not as sweet as it used to be. I feel it doesn't hold up. It basically just tastes like mellow yellow with a bit sweeter. Surge. Mellow yellow, mellow yellow Mountain Dew kind of mixed together. Surge is the soda that our parents wouldn't let us drink because it had all the caffeine. No, I drank me. it all. Gotcha. The time. It never stopped me. My parents didn't let me. But drink. no, yeah, <laughs> the can, everything. You're just like, oh, childhood. I had a like corner convenience store 
and I would just go there and spend all my money there. See, see, can oh, surge, can. Uh, oh Let's man, can. It's oh, so nineties. Oh, Let me see it. Oh wow, it is yeah, super nineties. So right, they have it right downtown I, at the I video think game of store. Slurm when I look at that. That's what Slurm is based off of. Is, is it? Surge. I don't, I've never really heard of Surge. Oh my God! There's so many layers. Sperm. <laughs> so yes, now you know. Okay, let's talk about the beer, Carlos. Yep. We're gonna start with oh, you. Hey, oh yeah, start with me. It's well, definitely not. Well, no I don't surge. know. Maybe Miles like will get all uppity again, or maybe Miles wants to go last. <laughs> <laughs> uppity <laughs> he gets all uppity, so Carlos beats him down. <laughs> Miles getting all uppity up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a hoop to ha. <laughs> well, I, I, I like it. settle down over there. high class, motherfuckers. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I like Shut this. up, cottage boy. I like this. Why beer. can't I go first? Too Shut fucking the fuck late. up, Miles. Banging him down. <laughs> I gave you your chance. No, Beat him you down. No, really didn't. You Beat just him yelled down. at me. Oh, yeah, I, I like the spirits. All right. It's got it's got a uh, creamy taste to it, I, th- I find. Okay. Miles? I think the aroma's spot on. I get a lot of uh, banana-y, uh, estery kind of flavors. I don't get as much uh, clove in the smell, but it definitely comes out in the aftertaste. Yeah. I think it's just very well put together. Matthew? Uh, Wait, are we doing numbers? We will. We'll oh, right. oh, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot. We do it afterwards. The uh, I like it. Uh, like Carlos said, it has that weird kind of like creamy kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I taste the banana, like you pointed out. Cloves, too. I just thought of that. But yeah. It's good. Rick? I think it's good. It's I like wheat beers still. Yeah. And I think it's nice. It's a nice... Uh, it's nice and smooth. It's not too dry, mm-hmm. but it's not too heavy and gross. I think I have a new favorite half of Eisen. Uh, prior to this, it was In Heat Wheat by Flying Dog. Because yeah. uh, I, I really like banana, and that one I always found had a good banana flavor. But this one, the banana, just it's very prevalent. Banana. Banana-na-na-na. Banana. And it's, I, I love it. It smells great. It tastes wow. awesome. And it's great for sitting in this hot, hot studio. It has been really stupid right hot now. for the last couple of days. Yes, it has. All right, Carlos, give me your rating. I would give it, uh, I'd give it an eight. I'd give it an eight. Okay. I'd probably give it about an eight. Seven and a half, yes. Wait, I get 7.67. That sounds like a Jesus, why do you, you have to Matt. do a Carlos number? God. I don't care. You're <laughs> supposed to do it in 0.25 increments. That's ideal. I like it at a 7.75. Uh, Yeah, I'll... I give it an 8. I really like it. I yeah, really I like, it, like too. it. What would you change about it if you could? Not a whole lot. I just don't know if there's actually a 10.5 of Vison out there. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, well, uh, and I figure five is is average, like middle. Mm-hmm. So if I'm giving it a seven point seven five, it's pretty damn good. Beer. Really, I go with uh, the old grading scale of like it's, if it's got a six, that's yeah. Carlos, you go with the internet scale. What? If something's above a seven, it's okay. Rick was a C student. Oh no, I was like D's. <laughs> that, that explains a lot. <laughs> well, so you're like, no, I got like D's. You were like a failure but, then. No, well, I did, I never did homework. Yeah, well, I had I, I had a one point eight 
GPA, and you have to have a 2.0 to graduate. So at the end of my senior year, they gave me all A's. Just to get rid of you? Yes. <laughs> they didn't like him that so much. So you didn't do your homework? That was your reason? I never did homework. Oh, yeah. But then I got I a 33 on homework. my ACT. Teachers must have really so, hated you, actually. They did. Uh, just I never did homework, and I would show up in class and talk about beating off and stuff. And, and then you made them really you'd, uncomfortable. You'd just be like, I didn't want to do it, so I didn't do it. Oh, I didn't even explain myself. Yeah. They would just be like, all right, turn your homework. I'd be like, nah. I didn't do any of that. You know, what we forgot to do was we forgot to talk about Ant-Man. We didn't forget. Nobody's we seen it besides it. us, oh, and I don't want to You guys suck. It. That movie was great. On, like, Council Cowboys or something. Yeah, we can talk about it in Council Finally, Cowboys. Finally, I think I'm with Rick on this one. Fuck you, Carlos. Fuck you. Hey, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Why all well, the Miles, hostility? Whoa. Stop being so uppity. This opening weekend for... <laughs> Beat him God down. Damn, Carlos, shut a bitch. <laughs> just a little bit of adversity Paul just tossed that man. Where's your support for it? When it comes to the local theater... Yes, News. With Casey. Banjos. And now the Department of Offense presents Spoilers for Casey. With Casey. <laughs> That's me. Banjos. Love the banjos. <clears throat> uh, Michigan man Seth Lewis, age 36, wanted a friend to smoke a bowl with and uh, needed a place to stay for the night, so he decided to kill two birds with one stone. Seth broke into a man's house carrying a bald eagle knife with a seven inch blade. Wait. Se- a bald eagle knife? Yeah, it was a knife with a bald eagle carved into the hilt. I was, nice. wonder, I was wondering if like, maybe it was like there's a certain type of knife called a bald... A no, no. it was, it was yeah. a... Seth is just American as yeah. fuck. Or maybe, maybe, so American. Or maybe like it was like the, the hilt was just a giant bald eagle. And there was just like a bald <laughs> no, knife. no, he already explained it to you. Yeah, I know. I was just saying like that's Seth why is I just American as fuck. <laughs> All right. uh, Seth found the homeowner sleeping away on the couch, so he woke him and demanded at knife point that the man smoked some weed with him and let him stay the night. After a bit of back and forth, the victim finally agreed to smoke with Seth if he put the knife down. As soon as, the, as Seth put the knife down, the victim grabbed it and ran to the neighbor's house uh, where the police were called. Uh, when the police arrived, Seth was nowhere to be found until they looked behind the house where he had fallen down a very steep hill and was just laying there. <laughs> hope he smoked some weed before that. Was he drunk, too? No. Wow. Just wanted to smoke some weed with somebody. Yeah. That's pretty epic. Right. <laughs> I don't know how I'd react. Sleeping on the couch and somebody with a knife shows up. Hey, Good smoke thing weed I, with me. Good I'd thing probably I have be Alexa like, All right. now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alexa, smoke the weed. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't do that, Matt. <laughs> I can't wait till you can change the name of it and maybe the voice, maybe make like a Hell 9000 right. or something. <laughs> uh, Microsoft is launching Windows 10 in just uh, 10 days on July Shit. 29th. Is it? Are you excited? I'm I excited. Am. I am. Uh, it, it should be pretty awesome. In an attempt to get people excited for it, uh, they have been having Windows 8 and 8.1 users uh, reserving their free copies of Windows 10. I did uh, that. Yep. Uh, they are launching a new campaign that focuses on the familiarity of the new OS. Uh, and basically, they're like, no, guys, don't worry. It's kind of like the old one, so you won't get super confused. <laughs> 
Which is a good idea because people bitch and fucking. Oh cry. man, they do. They do. do I love Windows Eight lot, and though, people, on there for people. No, that but are used to changes. I like Windows Eight and people just fucking bitched. Where's like, my start how about, button? How about you no, just it is, learn? It is hard. It is hard. If no. you do drastic changes every single one, then people don't like it as much. Yeah, but it's every like three years. Yeah, it's the first one that they've really done a drastic change. Yeah, to they, as well. I mean they haven't really changed anything uh, from. From like three point one, or I guess not three point one, from but from ninety five yeah. to uh, XP. No, Windows seven. Oh yeah, seven. It was it was essentially the same. Yeah, but the, the looked, shape of the kept, start button yeah, changed. It kept looking better, but, but it was the same yeah, function. That, but yeah, the same thing with Mac though is it's all cosmetic shift, but essentially it's the same. But Mac knows how to do cosmetic shit a lot better without doing some change that everybody's like, "Where the fuck is my shit?" Well, the the thing <laughs> That's is because they didn't know about Windows Q, man. Windows you just type in the shit that you want to find. Right, right. Windows eight, which is, is yeah, way better if Apple. you take the time to be like, "I will just learn this yeah, right? instead of bitching about well, it. it." They give you, they offer you a fucking tour yeah. when you boot up for the first time. No, would you like tour. to take a tour? You say no to that. No, you take the fucking tour. No, yeah. you don't. And that is why, if you're Losers bitching about Windows, no, shut up, Carlos. Losers read the manual. If you're a person Just bitching about out. Windows Eight, you should have taken the fucking tour. You stupid bitch. <laughs> and I'm pissing me off. Miles, stop being so uppity. <laughs> is he getting uppity? He's getting uppity. Uh, <laughs> but the get feature the that they're that they're really pushing right now is the Xbox streaming capabilities of the new OS, which will go live on launch day. Basically, you will be able to stream your Xbox One games to your PC. So you could do that before if you had the equipment, right? Yeah, but now it's native. All right. So you can do it over Wi-Fi. What do you? What can you do? You can stream your Xbox One games to your computer or your tablet. And. Play Watch them, them and Wait, play them. You can play them on your computer. Yes. Oh, like they'll be running on your Xbox, and then but they'll you be play playing on, on your tablet computer. or computer. Well, so can, you can I, have your Xbox at home and your laptop in the airport and play I, Xbox. Yeah, I guess if you had a VPN, I can play it. On I, my, it'd probably be laggy. Yeah, I can play my PlayStation Four on my PlayStation uh, TV. Of course, they're hooked up. They're, to the same they're, TV. they're hooked to the same <laughs> yeah. TV, Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right. All right. So uh, I figured we'd do a quick rundown of everything we learned about Pluto this week because, as everyone should know, and if they don't, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Pluto is the worst Disney dog. Shut up, Carlos. It's true. We're not. We're not. Just, just don't. Uh, New Horizons him. did a flyby of Pluto uh, early on Tuesday morning, and we have had. It was awesome. Uh, just information flooding in uh, ever since. I have so, been erect ever Pluto since. Pluto is weird. Pluto is very yeah, weird. Pluto's fucking weird. Uh, Pluto <laughs> is 2,370 kilometers in diameter, plus or minus 20 kilometers, which is something we didn't know because of the atmosphere of Pluto. It kept growing and shrinking, and so we could never be sure how big it was. Yeah, we couldn't pin down. Because it's constantly the, the actual mass of yeah. Pluto. By the way, what a huge atmosphere. Oh, Huge. And one side has atmosphere and one doesn't? Right? Yeah, yeah, because it has like a comet oh, that's trail. That's insane. Uh, and the atmosphere uh, vents about 450,000 kilograms, or about 500 tons of gas, every hour. Which is a lot of gas. That's yeah. a lot of gas. Pluto's farting it up. Right. Uh, Pluto has a polar cap of methane and nitrogen, with methane unevenly distributed across the surface of the planet. 
And Pluto has a very young surface, created within the past 100 million years or so. Yeah. Because it should be really cratered in. And they're, yeah, they didn't see any impact craters. Which was really strange. Which means that there's activity on Pluto, so far which from is the, awesome. Because it's so far there's from the, uh, the sun. Yeah. That it's so far from the sun that it should be too cold for something like that to yep. happen. Actually, one of the things that they think, the reason why, one of the possibilities is... Uh, because they're somehow something's giving it activity or something. They think that possibly the moon and the Pluto had collided recently, and that's kind of a what kind of made it, the... it might made it see inside Pluto, and it just retained that from the impact. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So they well that that kind of leads into uh, the unknown heat source that is driving the geologic yeah. geological uh, activity on Pluto. It's called a Martian nuclear generator. Uh, why would it be a Martian nuclear generator? Plutonium. It would be a plutonium. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Which, by the way, is what the uh, it's an extraterrestrial uh, nuclear generator is plutonium. Plutonium. Yep. Yep. Uh, Pluto has water ice mountains. Yeah. And at the temperatures that Pluto is at, the uh, ice has about the same qualities as rocks here on Earth. Yeah. Because it's pretty cold. Yep. Yep. Uh, and yeah, more data is coming in every day. Uh, there was a data delay, I want to say, yesterday or today. And so we should be getting a bunch more, another data dump in in have the next day or so. Have we seen a picture of the sun from there? I really want to see that. Don't know if we have. They probably yeah. will get one, though. Yeah. Um, uh, I, am, oh, the, I am also convinced that uh, NASA has scrubbed any evidence of Plutonians from the pictures yes. that they're uh, Obviously. Yes, yes, Naturally. Yes. Also, Char- the moon of uh, Pluto... Uh, Charon or is it Sharon? Charon. 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 It has a really fucking weird mo- uh, <laughs> mountain. I like to yeah. imagine Pluto as Ozzy Osbourne now. Sharon. <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> rotate around me. <laughs> that was way funnier than you <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny, but everyone else did. It's good. And it has this uh, weird moon, like it has this mountain, and then like it has a crater around the mountain, so it's uh, just weird. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. It's no. it's real cool. I saw that. It's like uh, like a drop of water falling into a lake, and then it's like frozen. Yeah, it has a moat. As it's like boop yeah. and boop. Oh, and on Sharon, the uh, the polar ice cap is reddish. Yeah. Uh, so they called it Mordor. Yeah, that's awesome. Love it. Right. Uh, well, a lot of the things part. on Pluto are just named after like Lovecrafty and stuff. Yeah, no, every, everything has like a very like dark yeah. name on Pluto, which is awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Was one of the, I saw Jupiter the other night. Pluto's a yeah. bad. You know, they should have. Cool. It was very bright. They should have. Uh, it was out too. Did you get a, te- a telescope out and look at it? No, because I was on the top of a bluff. You know what they oh, should They should have. Uh, yep. Yeah. They should have named some feature on Pluto after James Woods because he voiced uh, Hades. In the Hercules movie, yeah, yeah, they should have, yeah, yeah, no, they shouldn't, but have. they didn't, and maybe they have yeah. uh, some parts of Pluto that haven't been quite photographed yet. So in the future, they should keep that in mind. James Woods <laughs> Boulevard on Pluto, <laughs> they call it a mountain, the <laughs> a boulevard. Yeah, sure. Well, guys, uh, with all the news uh, Pluto has been getting lately, it's easy to forget our other accomplishments in space, like walking on the moon, and. Uh, Tomorrow, Monday, July 20th, will mark the 46th anniversary of the historic launch of Apollo 11 Mm. from the Kennedy Space Flight Center. So take some time this week, look up, and remember Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and that other one. 
<laughs> Sorry, Michael Collins. <laughs> <laughs> like the time that they that one of them punched the the one asshole in the face. Oh man, when Buzz Aldrin punched that guy, that was the greatest YouTube clip ever. Yeah, go watch that man. on a loop. You'll feel so good on the inside. Is an old man just punching a guy in the face? But does anybody else just feel really bad for Michael Collins like all the time? Yeah, <laughs> no, I he do. Gets no credit. I, I imagine him being like at a convention or something, and they're like getting credit, and he's like, "I was there too." Right. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, "Who are you? You're cute." Ringo, I was I was a red shirt. <laughs> oh, you're on Phil Star Collins. <laughs> you're, it's Phil Collins, everybody. <laughs> oh man, rumors. Do something the in the air. Phil Collins tonight. went to the moon. <laughs> well, guys, uh, that brings us to the end of the news. And to our, dis- we don't have anything from Florida. No, I didn't have anything from Florida this week. Ah. It was kind of a dead week. Florida's quiet. Yeah, something well, big's coming. Yeah, something big is coming. Big's well, coming I think I think it's because Jeb Bush is trying to run for uh, president or something, and so yeah. But why would that influence the crazies in Florida? Yeah, they, they because kind he's of, the governor, so he's keeping on the hush hush. You can't really. I think they're no, just because scheming. The, the media has full access to all the reports. that you think. Yeah, the I think that the Floridians are just scheming, and they're going to have something really good for us next week. All right. Um, but yeah, so that brings us to our uh, to our interview with the Twin Cities Comic Collective uh, panel. Yeah. Uh, just a few things before we dive into it. Uh, the audio quality is a little hit or miss in some spots just because it was such a wide open room and we were sharing mics. Uh, and so it gets a little echoey and a little quiet in places. I did what I could to bump it up. Uh, and I think you can hear everyone pretty well. I, at least I listened through it, and it sounded pretty solid. Uh, all of their contact information is mentioned at the beginning and at the end, uh, if you're looking for any of them in there. And I think that's it. Uh, stay tuned afterwards, and we'll do our closing segment. So, yeah, I'll see you guys in a bit. Mm, have fun with the interview. Deal with Monty stuff. Are we recording? Hey, we're recording. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, we're here with uh, the Twin Cities Comic Collective. Uh, actually, all of them. This is yep. a lot of them. <laughs> oh, we're missing two. Three. We're missing three. Four. We don't know how many we're missing. <laughs> Once in a while, there's a majority here. We're, we're missing a few somewhere. We're a collective. It's more of a feeling. They're presumed missing some of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I guess we've we've had uh, Phil and Doug on the show before, so we've talked a little bit about what the Comic Collective is. Um, but why don't we go around and everyone introduce themselves and kind of say what it is that you do? Uh, my name is Brad Perry. I do a comic strip called Pirate Mike, maladjusted Minnesotan, and it's about a pirate who has moved to Minnesota to raise a family. <laughs> it's a comic strip, gag strip, daily strip. Okay, that comes out once a week. <laughs> uh, he had that covered with weekly Brad. <laughs> uh, I'm Lucas Munson. Uh, I'm an author. I'm also the president of the TC3. Uh, currently, I've got a couple of books in production: Siamese, Prison Gaming, um, and a couple of other projects that are um, to be announced soon. And then I also do some short story stuff. Yeah, uh, Jack Cox. I'm uh, illustrator, comic artist. I'm the lead artist for Siamese. And 
and um, yeah, I do various illustrations and just go to a lot of conventions. So I'm I'm Doug. Um, I've worked on uh, books, Kingdom of Loathing, and of course my 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 strip that comes up three times a week. You just had to one up him, didn't you, Doug? He's three up. He's three up. Three up. Technically, Pandora's box. Of course, you can always find that on freerangecomics.com. So you got to learn to promote these things. Promote these things. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was good. I know. Right? I'm 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 used to it. So anyway. Uh, I'm Corey Fox. I uh, primarily write, but do a little bit of illustration here or there. I've got a couple of projects and collaborations that I'm working on right now. Just finished up a script for an assassin story that I'm working on with a friend of mine. But uh, mostly just stick to the comics. No no weekly or daily stuff for me. So, uh, Dave Jensen, I am the author um, of Sanguine Nights. Uh, our MIA partner Jack Montgomery is missing right now and I'm currently working on a project with Mr. Kalberg who you guys just met um, on a book called 14 Days to Die and uh, yeah that's me I'm Brock Beauchamp and I run the website schlockworks.com and I do mainly short story comics Uh, the current one I'm running is Duplicity he also Killed runs a nice late night show with talk, for all Dave. the ladies. It's my turn. Sorry, no, <laughs> we Dave. Take we turns. can't take you anywhere, Dave. <clears throat> Phil Giuliano, cartoonist. Cartoonist about towns. Cartoonist and humorous illustrator. Um, I do lots of work, uh, a lot of design, a lot of commercial work. I do have a comic strip three times a week. It's called Best in Show. It just celebrated its 10th anniversary this year. I think we talked about Yeah, I think we did, yeah. Um, And um, you can read my comic strip at bestinshowcomics.com for the short term. We're going to be launching a new comic comic page soon. But, um, yeah, I'm glad to be back. Awesome. It's good to have you back. Oh, well, thank you. Right. I'm glad it was great. <laughs> um, I guess oh, who want, I don't know who wants to take this one, but uh, who wants to kind of give a rundown of what the Twin Cities Comic Collective is? All right, every, everybody just looked at me and pointed. <laughs> so uh, I'll take care of it. So, uh, you know, initially when we when we kind of all started meeting each other, it was just at, at cons. We'd be sitting next to each other and uh, had a lot in common, obviously. Um, wanted to kind of open up networking opportunities, um, a way to get critiques. And, uh, so we just started, you know, meeting up monthly and, and from there, you know, it it was pretty obvious pretty quickly that, you know, we were hitting it off really well and that we were, uh, we really had some good momentum going. And, um, so, you know, we kind of decided to make it a little bit more official and the TC3 was born, you know, and at this point, um, you know, we've, we've done a few projects as a group. We, um, we just put out a few months ago, Alpha X was a jam comic that had literally everybody in the group involved. Uh, those MIA are uh, uh, Jeff, cool as heck, cool as heck. And uh, we've got Jack Montgomery, we've got Scott Rolfs, and we've got Joe, some kind of French pronunciation of something <laughs> that looks like Rolfs. Ro. Ro. Cool. Ro. There we go. Um, and so everybody that is here and, and missing was all a part of that um, project. But we've done other things as, as a group. We did um, a, a pretty cool series of illustrations for Dangerous Man Brewing Company. Um, we've, you know, shown up at, at conventions in mass. Uh, we were just at Wizard World together, um, the whole group. And, yeah, so it's, um, you know, it's about getting better at our craft, having people to uh, 
you know, take a look at what you're doing or, you know, spitball ideas or, you know, collaborate. A lot of us are working together and some of the projects were born since we've all started getting together. Um, but then, you know, to promote each other's pro uh, projects, we post online multiple times weekly on our Facebook page. And, um, and yeah, we're hoping to, you know, start growing even bigger pretty soon um, and, and try to get more, you know, artists and, and authors involved in the group. Awesome. Uh, and I guess you might have mentioned this, but what's your membership total right now? Uh, Twelve. Is it a dozen? <laughs> well, plus four, five. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's about a dozen. <laughs> sure. 12-ish. Right. Baker's dozen? Twelve-ish. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I guess let's talk about the big collaboration project, uh, Alpha X, because uh, I know you guys did the Indiegogo for that, right? We did, yeah. We, uh, we were very happy to uh, be funded through Indiegogo. Uh, thank you to all of the backers. Um, we, about a year ago, I'm almost exactly, we decided we were going to do a 24-hour comic session. Yeah. And it was going to be a, a jam project. Um, it, initially, we were just going to show up and just throw something together. And um, I'm, I'm usually a little more comfortable having a game plan. So... I was driving around the day before and I was listening to something on the radio about how Earth is completely unprepared for an asteroid strike and we're all basically fucked if one hit us. And I'm like, that'd be a cool comic. So I <laughs> well, so I kind of uh, I kind of oh and it was and it was all based on a framework of something that Doug had done, a, a sketch that Doug had done of this really badass hot looking outer space rockets and ray guns kind of babe. And I go, it would be really boobs. cool to do some kind of a, a yeah, boobs, <laughs> hashtag boobs. Uh, it'd be cool to do something that would be pulpy and kind of a throwback to those rockets and ray guns, 1930s pulp comics. Um, and so with that framework, you know, I showed up at the, at the, at the meeting and was like, Hey guys, here's my idea. What do you think? And they're like, yeah, that sounds badass. You know, let's make it a, a like a, like a legitimate comic. And then we kind of started hashing out the the details of the story and then it was like pretty quickly well this is going to be a series and uh and let's you know actually spend a lot of time and make it look professional and and have it be a showcase for what we can actually do as a professional organization and um and that's that's what ended up happening and i'm i'm fairly confident in saying that everybody here is is incredibly proud of of the results it, it looks yeah. really really good there's a lot of fun uh, I guess I'll throw this one to the group. Uh, what was the collaboration process like? Uh, was there any unique challenges that came up? Uh, anything that you that you thought was going to be hard but actually was really easy? Yeah, I mean, so we got together and it took some time to actually figure out a way to meet up all together in terms of how we were going to be passing around the pages. Um, what inevitably came up is that uh, we were just going to be uh, splitting up the different tasks uh, so one of us would be doing, I mean, obviously Dave and Lucas were doing writing. Um, Jeff Kulisek was doing the uh, storyboarding, the thumbnailing. Um, and from there on, it just sort of passed on with the other art artists. So um, one person would do pencils and then hand off uh, their pencils to the next person who inks. And the person who did those pencils before would then do inks as well. So it was a kind of like cool, on a different page. Exactly. Yeah, a different page entirely. So it was a very cool, you know, pass and share sort of like uh, interesting collaboration project. It was really fun. And uh, then we had people at the end of it who were uh, coloring the project, uh, Doug and uh, uh, 
And Corey. And Corey, yes. And Corey, of course. That's uh, all right. You did flex. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he um, made my job a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, who was it that did the lettering? Jeff and I did, did the lettering. Letter. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I think, no, I think as okay. an overall process. I drew palm trees. <laughs> Very well, I might Yeah. I think as an overall process with the group, the strength of this group as a collective is the fact that everybody has their little niches and their little what they're what they excel at. And as a group, it can at a certain point can make the process go very easy. I mean, there were definitely growing pains with this book, but as a whole, I remember the first day when artists were splitting duties. Where some of them were working on weapons, some of them working on characters, um, monsters. You know, when we drew the big worm that's on the on the front of the the book, it was just interesting to watch everybody kind of put their own little stamp. And as the project came together, I think it was kind of unique perspective. You get usually one one look at uh, from an artist's point of view, and this gave you a local. Um, kind of hybrid that not a lot of people get a chance to see. Well, on every single page, because it is a different combination of up to six different guys on every page, every page literally looks different than every other page. Uh, but it's still, you know, we, we did kind of a style Bible. You know, everybody was going for that pulpy kind of look. Um, characters had to look a specific way, obviously, to, to, to add continuity but um, it's really cool to page through it and see how all of these different combinations of styles end up making each page unique and interesting. Uh, I have a question. Who's everybody's favorite character? Was General Mustache is what I call him. <laughs> <laughs> just because uh, he swears and it's like all Judas Priest and <laughs> just... He was my favorite. So. As, what, are, what are your guys' favorites? As we developed uh, the characters and the dialogue back and forth, I actually agree with you. I loved uh, the kind of kitschy nuances that he had. Um, and the what was his actual name? Just so <laughs> General Seabold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is pretty close. There's AKA mustache. mustache. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so <laughs> initially the book was a little more R-rated, just language-wise. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine that. Um, but you know, it's it's a lighthearted book. It's a kitschy book, and there's no reason why the content of the story couldn't have been all ages. And so it was kind of fun to have the fully finished and lettered book and then me to go back and re-invent <laughs> swears for this guy. Uh, and I, I think I came up with some pretty good ones, uh, you know, that, that are family-friendly, uh, you know, but still get the point. Across. Definitely gave it a golden age feel. Yeah, man, definitely, yeah. I think the Volkswagen scene in uh, Time, and was it Times Square that we did? Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the 40 foot uh, <laughs> uh, monster coming out and tackling the Volkswagen, eating the Volkswagen and the Christmas tree. That was probably my was favorite one as we designed that, as yeah, we went through that one. Yeah. All right. Carlos, did you have another one? Oh, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, way to go, Carlos. Yeah. Way to go. Great all question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So to kind of like pull it away, uh, you guys uh, do other stuff other than like, you guys do like meetups and. Stuff at like local breweries and stuff, right? Yeah, um, it, it's tough that you know as our group has grown, 
it's harder to find places that can accommodate. Um, Dangerous Man was where we were hanging for the, you know the first six, seven, eight months, and uh, it was a great, great spot. Obviously, awesome beverages, and uh, you know, pretty cool opportunity to represent them at Art of World last year um, with some poster designs and stuff. But it's it's a obviously a very popular brewery for good reason. And um, as more and more of us started, you know, coming aboard, it was it was hard to continue that as our location. Um, but we're now kind of hoping to maybe do a little bit of a tour around the Twin Cities of different breweries. Um, I know a couple of us are big Sociable Ciderworks fans. We want to try to get out there at some point. And um, Bauhaus is another one that we're hoping to get to soon. And so we're uh, we're kind of hoping going forward that we can you know, continue our, our tour of the, the local uh, breweries and, and have that be a continued part of our group. And if you are a local brewery and want to give yeah. us free beer to entice us to come to your <laughs> yes. establishment and to tour it, uh, we're willing to listen and accept those terms. Lucas.munson at gmail.com. Lucas.munson at gmail.com. Maybe if they just want to send you a keg of beer just to <laughs> yes. let you know what yeah. it's like. Well, you yeah. know, there needs to be the audition process, yeah. right? Well, you won't just show up at any brewery. Any it has to be pony the no, we will. We will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll show up anyway. Do they have glasses and beer? Okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah, the, glasses. the beer. They, they met our criteria. Good for them. <laughs> we'll even bring our own red cups. It'll be yeah, fine. <laughs> Uh, so besides like that, uh, is there any other like outreach? Do you guys do any like community stuff or uh, any other specialized events that are just TC3 events? Uh, you know, it's tough because uh, many of us are, are you know, full-time stiffs just trying to, you know, do the 9 to 5 and then doing the comics as our passion outside of that and, and hoping that, you know, uh, some of us will be published or you know make start making a little money from our from our comics other others of us are you know full-time illustrators and they're already you know making a living doing it but um it is it's difficult to get everybody organized to do an event like that but we are hoping and actually we're just talking about it a little bit earlier today of um kind of starting to provide opportunities for other aspiring artists and authors to meet with us at open social spots to bring their projects bring your portfolio bring your sketchbook bring a script or a chapter and meet some people and do some networking and even if you're not a tc3 member and even if you don't consider yourself to be a professional in the comics world um you know we are hoping to do some of that outreach because this is a great community for comics and uh and we'd like to tap in more to that so um we are really hoping that that that'll come, but it, it takes a while to kind of orchestrate that kind of stuff, especially when this is kind of our passion, for many of us, passion project. So, so uh, who's, I just out of curiosity, who's the newest member? Would that still be me? Rocker. Yeah. No. Uh, Rocker. Yeah. We started on the same day. Oh, did we now? Yes. Orientation. Was, was there like a, a pledge process where you got hazed they, and uh, had to run a huge yeah. gauntlet? Or, noodles we, and we, but thankfully, they're all comic artists, so it didn't really hurt that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of just talked shit about their projects in their faces. Yeah. Pretty they made them by the first round. That, yes. Yeah, that's probably. actually Brock totally did do that. Yeah, <laughs> that was cool. That's why they like Brock the best. Hey, Brock, can you leave and come bastard. back again? Yeah. <laughs> 
That's Kaylee. That's Doug's there's, youngin'. Yeah. There's babies in the background. That is actually a first on the podcast. Oh, wow. There's children. Oh, they meant married guys. Actually, no, no, no. We've had a couple of those. All right, we're good. Those. <laughs> those those people. Those. Those. So if somebody did want to become a member, what's the, like, what is the process? Um, you know, we, uh, we would like to see that you've got a product. Uh, first and foremost, we're kind of promotional for the projects that we're working on. And, uh, we'd like to showcase projects that people are working on and, and try to get the word out there and get uh, more interest in us as a collective as a result of advertising the projects we're working on. And so if you don't actually have anything completed, it's hard for us to know exactly how you'd fit in at this point. Um, but, you know, if you've got something and it looks professional, we're fully open and interested. Submit something to us, send us something. And even, you know, if you're an author, uh, you know, and you've got a completed script, hey, that's cool. You know, if your comic is out, you know, it's not published, who cares? You know, if you've got something that we can promote and it looks good, send it our way. And, you know, we want to have you involved. Um, it's all about making each other better and, and collaborating. And babies dropping and stuff. Babies dropping bottles just so they can get attention. <laughs> is that like the version, is that the baby version of a mic drop? Yes. I think it yeah. is. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm Alright, uh, well, I guess, uh, is there, are there other organizations like this, uh, or is this the only one you know of? You know, when we met with that printer that one time, uh, we just, you know, we shop around, obviously we try to print our stuff locally if we can and find the best deals. One guy we were talking to said that it was the first time he'd really ran across a collective, at least in the area like this. Okay. So, I think what we're doing is very unique. Uh, we lead very solitary lives as as creatives, you know, outside of our day jobs, if you have one of those, and not a full-time illustrator. So, it kind of gives an opportunity to come together and really feed off each other, give each other feedback, and really keep each other accountable, too, uh, to keep those projects going. So, what we do is pretty awesome, and it keeps us going. And, you know, I think that we've created more... As, because, as a result of the TC3 than maybe we would have had on our own. So. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think the strength that we do have is our consistency with wanting to uh, work together and wanting to see each other work and thrive, basically. Um, I mean, it started out uh, us going to a brewery because we, you know, we liked all of our work at other conventions, and we just wanted to see uh, each other's work at uh, like a less... A formal place, I mean, as formal as a convention is. But um, yeah, it was great because we were able to develop off of each other. We were able to uh, bounce ideas back and forth, critique. Um, and we did create more projects than we went on our own. So I think that's what's something that's actually special about this group specifically. It's just the consistency. There actually is other comic groups in town? Of course. You know, there, I know one in particular is the cartoonist conspiracy. Mm-hmm. But what we do different is that we actually, instead of meeting once a month or once a week, whatever they do, and sitting down and just composing a jam comic, we actually all have other projects that we work on and we support and we coordinate and we um, collaborate on stuff other than um, just the jam comics. So okay. we, we, we do, we do uh, separate ourselves. And um, like these guys were saying, 
take a lot of pride in it, and we, we help each other quite a bit. And I know personally, I've seen my work reflect improvement in writing and, and art and, and shit. Just finding out all these cool tools and programs that these guys put me on to. Like I'm like a little kid. It's great. <laughs> I think one of the things I mean. As a writer, I don't, I can't do stick figures very well. So I, you know, having guys around me who can bring stories to life is amazing to watch for me. And I, I love watching the process that each of these guys go through because they are very unique in all their art styles. And even as writers, me and Lucas are very different. Um, but yet when we collaborate, we complement each other. And um, I noticed when we were at Rack Cons, when people stop by our booth, often at uh, Wizard World this year, we had a whole row of all of us together and people were like oh yeah you're part of the you know you're part of the tc3 and they would go around and come back and then they would remember us they would come back and i mean the the culture's different a lot of people are secluded quiet but knowing as a part of a group they wanted to know more even the local scene we've, we've become more known i think because of being a group i mean it's it's hard to make it in a sea of everybody doing the same thing so as a collective i think we have strength yeah, well, it, it seems like having just, like, that life raft of everyone kind of supporting each other seems like it helps a lot. I mean, at least it would. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to know that if you're, you know, just even sitting at cons, if you have a little bit of a lull, looking over to the right or to the left and knowing you got guys sitting on either side of you that are in there with you, it kind of gives you a little boost, a little pep. It works out really well. I mean, well, and you have some muscle beside you for to beat off the rabid fans, right? Absolutely. Well, Again, always, they're yes. all comic artists. <laughs> a lot of chicks. Yeah. A lot of chicks. <laughs> and chicks go together. For sure, man. Yeah. Oil that, and water. That, right. that chick wasn't a chick, though. You know that, Sorry, right? Sorry, uh, don't take yeah, it. married. <laughs> what is cool, though, is that if people are walking up and, and they're looking at our stuff, you know, you can ask, oh, what kind of comics do you like? Chances are we've got one amongst the group, yeah, and, and or if you know they pick up one, you go, hey, if you like this, you should check out these guys' book, and so we can you know refer across our group as well, which is which is pretty unique, and because we are really looking out for everybody's interest in the group, that's an opportunity that's that's there that wouldn't be otherwise. Well, one thing too, this is great. I think. Um, really helps <laughs> <laughs> is the um, opportunity I'm Pirate Mike Pirate Mike Pirate Mike Comics .com. um, how do you spell that? You, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, a real opportunity though to kind of gauge yourself where you're at depending and that's not just in your art but it's also in I don't know in your approach to doing comics you know, how seriously do you take it? How seriously does this other guy take it? Well, this guy's got that much product. I mean, not that there's like a, well, strict competition, but it definitely is motivating. You know, you don't want to be, I don't think, I don't want to be the one guy sitting at the table in that long table with, you know, my finger up my nose going, I don't know, I don't even have anything. You know, you want to have something to show that the other guys, not just that you like, but that the other guys will look at and respect. And I think that's very important. 
I agree. I think there actually is a competition, not in the sense that you want to do better than someone else in terms of sales, but you want to improve. I mean, how many times have you guys looked at each other's art and being like, and I suck, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, whether it's someone else, how they draw hands or whatever it is, there is that, oh, this guy's wanting me to make me become even better. So there is a healthy competition amongst us, which makes us just that much better. I say that about the theme weeks. When you guys, when we have our theme weeks and everybody comes up with a certain image, and you know, some somebody might start off with the black and white sketch, and then the next person's like, ah, oh, no, 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 and then they color, and the next person's like, well, full blown comic page. <laughs> I know that, again, personally, I get to stretch my talents for the theme weeks in particular. I get to try different art styles, and I get to tool around with different ways of doing things, and coloring, and drawing, and leaning a lot towards like the cell animation look and those kind of things and just concept art and top that in itself like these guys have been saying lends itself to bettering ourself each well, other it's also a humbling thing though this is Brad this is Brad <laughs> I have Mike.com <laughs> um, I think it's really important though, because it also shows you the diversity of the uh, art form uh, I know, for instance, I always laugh because basically my character anatomy is a circle for a head and a square for a body. Um, and so when I start seeing guys, the other guys in this group, it's a, it, it just really says, "Oh wow!" You know, like you said, you look at somebody else like, "Oh, not 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 only would I like to do that, but I don't think it's going to happen." So I think I'll just appreciate. I think I'll just hate him for doing it. <laughs> I hate my own limitations. Um, so it, but it, it's really cool because it, it, if you have an appreciation for comics and you love the form, it's really awesome to be associated with so many different people who bring so show you the different facets so clearly. It's really exciting. And there, and there actually isn't a lot of overlap in the group. Uh, we have some darker elements, some Gagaday strip comics. <clears throat> A lot of people in the middle, like I kind of put myself in the middle of a little bit of a traditional house DC Marvel style, but it's just a really diverse group. Like uh, one of the cons, somebody walked up who looked like they were straight out of a Cure video, and I'm like, you want Dave? Don't, just don't <laughs> He's the guy who's going to be selling you the I'm social profiling you right now. I can't offer. <laughs> Someone who came up and they had an idea for a, a long series of graphic novels what? that they needed an artist for. And so I pointed them over to Lucas. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Lucas actually got rid of it. When you when you when you come up to somebody like, well, I have an idea, but I don't have a writer or an artist. Like, so basically, you just want someone to do a whole bunch of stuff for you. Like, yeah. Is there money involved? No. No. Yeah, but Doug, I have this really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better put a, a keg of beer along with you. Yeah, no, we're very very kind and kept them moving right along. I was really disappointed. <laughs> Did you throw a ball? Did they chase the ball? That's how to get rid of the fan. We're yeah. a professional organization. <laughs> <me> all day. <laughs> One of the things too is at the cons, um, it's it is nice. Lucas will be sitting down for me or 
Brock will be sitting to the left, and you'll listen to the guy next to you give yeah. a pitch, mm-hmm. and you listen to the guy to the or the right of you give a pitch, and all of a sudden you start adjusting and you start Definitely. feeding off of each other as, as the day goes. Definitely. And I I think I that's one of my favorite things about it is because all of a sudden you're like looking over at the guys next to you being like, yep, mm-hmm. yep. and you think like, it's it's fun to engage with the public, but also challenge each other. Okay. You know, you know it's, it, and it's, it's a learning process how to promote yourself. It's a learning process how to promote your projects or even promote just the artists in the group. So I think we always adjust and adapt. And that's one of the fun things about our group. Especially too. as artists because artists just draw or writers just write. Yeah. Doing what we do, we have to do it all. We have to promote ourselves. We have to market ourselves. We have to write, draw, and we have to do all this stuff. Do the PR like we're doing right now. It's, uh, it's something that forces a lot of us outside of our comfort zone. And especially at the cons, you, you learn quick, especially sitting next to guys like this cat here who can sell a, you know, Eskimo and ice cream maker. What? Or a comic book to a stormtrooper. <laughs> I, and yeah. A cop. cop, stormtrooper, Leia, and uh, Judge Dredd this last oh, time. Yeah, I did, I, did, I did sell to Judge Dredd He can sell to the cosplayers, man. Dude's got game. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody sells to cosplayers. <laughs> now, Phil's, Phil raises a really good point, which just if you have a, a knowledge of the history of comics is actually a really important point for comics today as we continue to grow in the internet and in other areas is we comics artists are more and more becoming their own business people. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you look back like you know who created Superman, I always go back to Siegel and Schuster. They sold Superman for $100 and then DC fired them from the book. Um, and that's just a tragic it's just one of those many, if you went through the history of comics, the history of comics is one long history of creators getting screwed by their business dealings. And I think that's one thing that I know I definitely look to Phil for, uh, who I sit next to and learn a lot at these conventions, about business dealings. Because that's the next wave, I think, for comics creators in general, is not only are we the creators, we're also our own business people and protecting our own interests. And I think that's really important. And I think crowdsourcing has changed that yeah, for right. the industry mm-hmm. at all. Like you got you know Kickstarter, Indiegogo, Fund My Life, whatever you know site you're going to use. And it has given many of us who have never had the chance to get our ideas, our projects, our visions out there, a chance to promote it to the world. I think that's one of the cool things that um, we tried. We did our first one, and, and there's things we will change the next time we do another Indiegogo. But like, it's a learning process together. And I think as you're talking about with artists, we need that ability to do so, and this is just one more avenue that we use. It's also the digital aspect of it. You know, 20 years ago, you had to print a comic book. You either had to shill it at cons or you had to basically, you know, hoof it to every local comic book shop in hopes that you'd get enough of them to buy in. Then maybe Diamond would buy into your book. <laughs> but now you just put it on the web and that's a completely viable way to get your work out to everybody. Absolutely. And that just simply didn't exist. And so there are three or four ways that you can become a viable businessman as a comic book artist that just didn't exist back in the day. It's exciting and it makes for a lot of variety in Mm -hmm. the form and I've noticed even I went into the source the other day, I saw western comics, I saw war comics, Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of the comic uh, genres that got suppressed in the 50s with the comics code are coming back and they have top talent on it and Mm -hmm. you're going to see and that's obviously just the genre, quote unquote, genre comics. But I think that yeah. really shows you the variety of the form, the power of the form. And actually, what kind of maybe spurred all of this was image. It's, yeah, as yeah. much as they sucked in the as first five years, uh, they have 
revolutionized comic books. They ignored the comics code back in the early 90s. They allow creators to save their best ideas. And that's why, you know, guys like Rick Remender or Grant Morrison or you know, all these big names, they're not creating characters for Marvel or DC anymore. They're creating their own characters for Image that they own, and then they're going and writing about Superman. It's a, well, yeah, and publishing your own stuff on the web gives you all the creative freedom. Like, I, yeah. can, I can do whatever I want. I don't and you have, do. You can be as you do. You can be as inappropriate. You should, stuff I, you should see the stuff that I censor. Pants optional. Um, Pandora's and, box. Yeah. Illegal but, in twenty two states. Well, exactly. That, that was like I, when I first started doing this stuff. I, you know, I thought about doing a syndicated cartoon, but I'd read enough about uh, you know people censoring that, and then and, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I wouldn't be able to do what the kind of jokes that I want. I mean, I I don't get my daily allotment of dick and fart jokes in the daily newspaper. <laughs> So you have to come up with your own. Which is an art form in itself. That it is. is. <laughs> it is. There's a, there's a way to do it that's charming, and then there's a way to do it that's gross. Right. I, I split the difference. No, what? you don't. No. <laughs> it depends on the strip. He's, he's farming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she agrees. But that's a very good point. I think, I think like, I do a very straight, mainstream comic strip. Okay. And, you know, my, some of my heroes are the people that, you know, still, they get made fun of, even though, of course, we all love them as children. With, you know, Mort Walker, with Neil Bain, with Jim Davis, with Garfield. Um, but at the same time, you know, like Doug just said, even, you know, even I look at some of the stuff that gets censored on these comic strips in the newspaper, and you just, you throw your hands up, you're like, well, how, you can't make a comic anymore without going running through a committee, and everybody's going to find something wrong with it. Well, yeah, that, not just that, but like the stuff that gets censored is like, really? Yeah, you're right. That's, that's, that's un- unfunny? Yeah. Really? And I don't want to be involved. Yeah. So It amazes you that Berkeley Brethed and Bill Watterson were able to create Do anything. Yeah, Gary Larson, another one in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, probably why there haven't been any great comic strips since the 80s. I think it's a big, I think it's a big reason for it is, is exactly that. So. Okay. Although, the internet. Bloom County's coming back. So. Yeah. That would be interesting. But notice he's not in the newspapers. Notice no, he's absolutely on Facebook. Not. He's going online because he knows it too. Yep. So. All right. So when you guys are at cons, uh, does anybody like fall into like certain roles? Like, is one person like the guy who's promoting TC three? The other one is like trying to just push people towards other artists. Uh, I think that we have. A few of us are more comfortable as pitch men, so to speak. Um, yeah, me and Jeff and Dave are pretty vocal dudes, just yeah. naturally. But you know, we—I I think that one great thing about our group is that even the the artists who are kind of stereotypically the nose to the grindstone and just drawing and stuff at a con, you know, that's not really our group of artists either. You know, we know that we got to engage with the fans, the people that are walking by, and try to get them to come over and take a look at what it is that you've got on your table. Um, but as far as promoting the TC3, I think all of us are so proud of this group and and happy to be a part of it that it naturally comes up early in our conversations with, with you know, prospective customers. 
you know, hey, you know, we're all part of the Twin Cities Comic Collective. It's a local group of authors and illustrators that are just doing indie comics. Um, you've got a smattering of books here that I've written or I've illustrated. But, you know, all down this line or yeah. throughout, the, throughout the convention here, you'll see us. And we've done um, some really kind of fun things. Like we have a bingo card that we, we do pretty typically where we have uh, uh, sketches of our faces that everybody did their own sketch. And uh, we printed them out onto a bingo card. And if you'd go around and get everybody to sign off on their face, you'd get a free sampler or, you you know, you'd, you'd get a – we did a lottery ticket thing one time that had a QR code. And then you'd scan it and find out who you got a free book from or a free sketch from. And so, again, part of the point of this group is to promote each other across, you know, all of our projects. Mm-hmm. And so by – mentioning the tc3 by um explaining what it is and by giving people that opportunity it, it brings them to all of us and it sees all of our projects and uh, it's just more visibility i you know for a lot of th- things i love about at cons is that you start a conversation with someone and you have no idea what they're into you know they're, they'll they, a lot of people just slowly pass by and peruse but I've had some of the most interesting and really revealing conversations with people um, Yeah, at, at cons. And one of the things that is really fun is that all of a sudden I'll realize halfway through the conversation, oh, you do not want to see anything I have done because it is going to scare the shit out of you. But I know that Brad or Phil you know, or Doug or someone or Jack or anyone down the line has got something that is going to fit what you need. It's, it's something that will match your your aesthetic. And, and I think that none of us ever pause to be like, you know what? I, oh, not no. At all. Go down here, check him out. He's exactly what you're looking for. And I think it, that's what kind of is awesome about this group is, you know, you'll see a guy walk down and go, hey, this is so-and-so. They're going to love your stuff. Check them out. And, like, we'll walk p- people down to our other people to make sure that they get connected with the right person yeah. uh, Dave and I our favorite <laughs> tactic at guys is shout at people no don't <laughs> so so you'll hear Dave from across the convention oh yeah, yeah. hey 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 uh, you guys like uh, you guys like vampires <laughs> and then they'll yeah, be like, you guys are good at yeah, yeah, I do. Come on over here. Or no. Oh, how about sci-fi? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You like post-apocalyptic? Oh, okay. Go see Lucas. Um, and so, you know, we figure we, we figure out how to yeah. uh, direct Just people. Direct people. Right people. My favorite this last con, um, Brock was sitting right next to me when I did this. But this gentleman was walking by and he wanted he wanted nothing to do uh-huh. with any of us. He was doing the across the aisle walk and he was he was peering very slightly out of the corner of his eye at us. And I was like, hi, hi how you doing? And he didn't say anything to me. And I'm like, what are you here at the con for? You're here for autographs? You're here for comics? You're here for art? Um, and eventually he's like, I- I'm here for autographs. I'm like, cool, I'll sign my book. <laughs> I don't think I gave that man a pitch. And I don't think he knew what he got from me. But the fact is, he was like, oh, okay. But you excel at that, and that's invaluable. And I think it is. It's finding out what they want, finding out what people are looking for, and then we find a way to get it, you know, to promote someone in the group or find the right person in the group to get that person to go to. I think I got so mad over that that I just went out and had a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not fair. It's it's, it's interesting because it just goes back to something that it's my own little pet project, I guess is promoting the form, you know, is promoting comics and showing the, the variety of the form and saying the diversity of it and saying, hey, you know what? 
that's what our group is really about. Mm-hmm. If you like, like you said, you don't shout out, hey, do you like zombie comics or vampire comics? You say, do you like vampires? Yeah. Ah, I got something for you. You know, do you like that? Yeah, you know, I got something for you. It's, it's cool. Uh, my Another thing that happened at this last one was that um, my story, Sanguine Nights, will eventually in book three, it's a three-part series, will come back to Minneapolis. And I think I talked to more, I sold to a nice young suburbanite family who I was pretty sure was just going to be horrified when they got home and realized what they had bought from me. But the fact is, the end of my book has a little a little Easter egg from Minneapolis to St. Paul in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I used the line, do you like local art? Yeah. Quite a bit. Yes. A and lot. that's the thing is, do you yeah. like to support indie? Yeah. You know, our, and that's what we are. We're not, we're not big is. time names. We're right. local guys right. who are trying to band together to promote the local scene. And we've had a ton of people that could not give two shits about comics, buy stuff from us, or toss stuff in the donation cup to get our sampler because they just want to support local artists. And that's exactly what it is that we're trying to do is to promote this local form of art, this this local art form at its truest sense. You know, and I think it's also the the idea that in general, with I think Brock was saying, with, with the internet and with other avenues, being creative, being artistic, I don't like using the word being artistic, but doing something, making something, can be a real part of your life. And it's a rewarding part, and uh, that's another thing I think that we can really bring to people. And I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I really like if there's uh, you know, someone coming and looking at the comics, is telling them how they can make comics now for themselves. Definitely. And it's especially if you got some kid there and they're, they're discouraged. I love being able to tell them about that stuff, because I remember what it was like to feel like that and not know or not have anyone to talk to. And going back to, to your question earlier about, you know, community involvement or, you know, giving back, we have just kind of recently started to get involved in doing um, panels at conventions. Okay. And so uh, this last one, it was Doug and Jack and myself did one about creating independent comics through collaboration. Uh, Jeff does one about, um, you know, creating a comic independently, you know, on your own. Um, Other members have been doing um, courses. I know Scott and Phil are doing them at um, youth conferences to, to teach kids how to draw or how to you know, do panel creation or whatever. And so, yeah, I think another big piece of what our intention is, is to help those people that are in spots where we have all been. We're aspiring to do something, but we don't know how to do it yet. And so giving people that opportunity to get a little more information is, is I think, pretty integral to our mission statement. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm actually planning to do a bunch of technically based how to get your comic on the web type of uh, stuff because I'm a web developer by trade and I've helped some of the group members here sort out some of their technical issues. I built our website and a few other things. And, you know, you may have the creative drive. You may have the desire to create something, but you have no idea how to build a website and it's not hard anymore. Mm -hmm. It's really not. There are so many outlets for which you can get your stuff online and, often less than an hour and i want to start kind of explaining to people how they can do that 
All right. So um, I know we've been talking a lot about the TC3 right now, but one of the cool things that we've done a, a little bit as we've gone and we're developing more and more on our Facebook page is we like to talk about what's going on in the comic scene yeah. and, and how, it, how it affects everyone and what they're interested in. So my question I'm going to pose out here and I've talked to you a little <laughs> bit about this earlier. Um, so we had just had Ant-Man come out, you know, this last week. Uh, I'm super intrigued to see it, and I, if anyone's seen it, you know, if you tell me, I'm going to kill you. Um, yeah, don't say but, a word. <laughs> but the other thing is too. It's what so about good. like Suicide Squad, and off the off the charts, kind of in, in the left field type of uh, you know IP that people, you know, I thought the trailer was amazing, and I'm really excited to see it. I'm excited to see the cast come together. It's really eclectic. But these are the type of things that we like to debate and, and talk about on the site. Mm-hmm. So if people are interested like hit us up on our facebook site ask us a question we'd love to debate with you about just your opinions and what you like in the comics yes. well i think as brad said earlier too we are all about promoting comics as an art form yeah. um and and that is definitely you know trying to get people more involved in conversations about what's happening because whether or not you think of yourself as a fan of comic books if you've seen a marvel movie that was because of a comic book. If you've seen practically any movie, Road to, per- Road to Perdition, yeah, yeah. Um, Men in Black, you know, Men in Black, V so for Vendetta, all these great things that a lot of people don't even Tank Girl. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. I yeah. mean, think about that. Like, that there's so much though. that comes from, you know, from that we see in media nowadays that comes from comics. And mm-hmm. the thing is, they've got stories on stories and stories. So we've seen a ton of content come out in the last decade that people are. You know, we're seeing billions of dollars made on this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to think that comics don't have an effect on media, that's, you know, that might be a, a rather ignorant statement or someone to have an opinion of. Right so that's. Yeah. Do you guys think DC will, uh, like, at least DC film will ever get away from trying to do the gritty superhero movie? I, who's sick of that? Probably another 20 years. When yeah. Really yeah. At least a decade. I oh. think that they're trying to do it because they don't want to mimic what Marvel's doing. Yeah. And I think they, I think they've been pigeonholed because Marvel beat them to the punch. Yeah, and that they have to do it now, and they feel like that's their only out. Where, you know, you see Fox coming out with the new fi- uh, Fantastic Four, which looks a darker version of the Fantastic yeah. Four. The thing um, has no pants. What was that? <laughs> the thing is not he wearing pants. That's because he has a little flap. He doesn't have a penis Whoa. though. So, <laughs> yeah, that's. It's like he's got a Donald Duck. Hey, Brad, I'm, I'm a little worried that that's the only thing you noticed about the you know, Fantastic Four, man. You know what? It, it, hey, killed comics in the 50s, Dr. Wortham, Seduction of the Innocent. It, he went after Donald Duck not wearing pants. You killed my comedy with facts, man. Damn it. <laughs> I am, I, you got to put pants on the thing. You know, maybe, so, uh, maybe DC needs to suck it up and just make a Super Friends movie. That might, yeah. that might, yeah. Maybe they, in a way, Suicide Squad is the only route that DC can take because they've been caught with their pants down for so long. Yeah, or things no pants, pants down. <laughs> no pants. Uh, no, but no, that's fine. That's, that's, yeah. That, yeah, but they they can't try to emulate Marvel, and I think having Snyder head their kind of film. Reboots is really a terrible idea. Well, if but, he blows up another friggin' building in any yeah. of his things, I'm gonna freak out. Well, apparently, like, according, according to the trailer, like they're dealing with the fact that Superman killed all of the people, including yes. taking out yeah. a, uh, <laughs> including taking out a Wayne Tower. So yes, so. yes. <laughs> I mean, I think that they've 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 done. They're trying to do. And I'm afraid they're rushing it right now with Batman v Superman. And you're um, afraid they're rushing. Oh no, they are rushing, and I know that they're rushing <laughs> it. But 
they're trying to do what Marvel did by making an inclusive universe, but mm-hmm. trying to smash it into two movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if it's just going to blow up in their face again. Right. I hope people give them the chance, and I hope that they, because competition's good. Competition is good for yeah. any type of business. Yeah. So I hope that they do well. I just, they have a horrible track record. Well, yeah. it needs to do better than Amazing Spider-Man 2, where they tried to boot off like Sinister Six with it, and it was just... Atrocious. Yeah, because that's really a viable way to go with a huge multi-million dollar franchise is the Sinister Six. <laughs> <laughs> just, just as a thought with uh, DC, I mean, if you look at what they're doing in their comics, like everybody's kvetching about Superman being in a t-shirt and jeans. Okay, I get it. I know he's a brat. Yep. But if you look at all that their creative teams have men and women working together creatively to yeah. do some really cool stuff. I think the Batgirl reboot is awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like Catwoman. I think the uh, husband and wife team on Wonder Woman have an, mm-hmm. a really cool new outfit for Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's something going on that maybe is not reflected in the movies. Yet. Oh, you know, Thor. In oh, the it's not at all. Is yeah. a woman. And I think we have a Captain America being the black. Well, we talked about this at the last con. It went from in the early 90s being 90, 80 to 90% men yeah. at Comic Cons. And now it's almost a 50 50 split. Yeah, thank God. And, and it, it's great because people are getting to realize that these are the places they can come out and be themselves and love what they want to love. And the fact is, globalization has helped media be more universal and less exclusive where it's not it's less of a stigma to like comics now right it's actually becoming a little bit more mainstream um but i think that they're realizing they need to go to both audiences absolutely well and again and this is unique i think to comics is that it is a flexible enough form that it can be responsive to so many different audiences not only just in its in his creative team, but also in the comic books itself themselves, it's exciting. Yeah, it's a great time. So and I mean, boobs. and so we're we're a bunch of indie comic guys, you know, and and like we already talked about how Image is kind of killing it right now, but the the big money is in Marvel and DC, and so who's making the big movies is Marvel and DC, and uh, who isn't making movies indie guys because nobody's got any money to make our our comic book movies. Pirate so Mike, Pirate stuff. Mike the movie. <laughs> That's Brad. But I, although know. I would like to say real quick, Wilson is being done, filmed in Minneapolis right now with Woody Harrelson. They're in production with I think it's Fox Searchlights that's doing it, and they're shooting it right now. Uh, Wilson the graphic novel. Good. So, and, no. and Cowboy versus Aliens was uh, that was just cool. terrible. Yeah. So, why, why would you I, have to bring I, that I'm up? Not speaking some of these two, some the of these quality are. of the movie, but it had a very large budget. <laughs> a drawn point. But I think yeah. if you if you consider this gritty DC thing you know it is it is probably i don't know maybe it is a reaction to people trying to say okay we can take comics seriously but we must take them seriously um or or just you know large committees of of wealthy companies and wealthy production teams not actually being in touch with what comic book readers are reading and what they're buying and the indie scene and how much traction indie comics and image and creator owned stuff has gotten they're probably a few steps behind because they're not in it and so you know i i am happy that these movies are being made regardless of what fanboys or geeks or whatever think of them because it is just another opportunity for comics to find another place in the mainstream and that people can maybe start to remove the stigma of, oh, you know, to tell somebody I like comics and somebody doesn't go, oh, okay, what are you, 13-year-old boy? You know, it's a legitimate art form. It's a legitimate 
craft. genre of of storytelling. Storytelling, yes, thank you. And um, and you don't have to be ashamed or feel like that's some sort of counterculture geekdom bullshit. Yeah. You know. So even if you don't like the movies, even if you hate Zack Snyder, I just am heartened by the fact that these things are being made and that hopefully it will lead to more of a spotlight on indie stuff. Well, like it's interesting to see how history unfolds like that too, where you have, I mean, just like Brad was talking about how all these creators just, you know, I mean, ruined by these companies as well. Um, and at the same time you have, uh, places like image right now or like other publishers, uh, who, just say, hey, creators, make what you will. Um, we have superhero movies that have been going on for almost, I don't know, like a decade now, um, and being pretty popular because of which. Um, and that's because they have been cemented into the ground as part of that medium, too. But I think what's great about the movies being coming out is that people uh, will want to go deeper, they'll want to find that root of superhero comics and then they'll see what's next to it all in the comics book store. And because of that, um, they'll realize that there are way too many branches for anyone to actually like invest all their time in the comics right now because there are just too many stories out um, And that's to tie back into TC3. That's why it's really great that we're a group, too, because it's so difficult to survive as a single entity and in the comics medium right now because there's so much of it. I think one of the other interesting things that we've seen happen in the last, you know, well, especially we've just seen Disney buy up Marvel, yeah, yeah. Lucas Arts, everything, everything. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> Disney bought Marvel because of the movies. Yes, they did. What was that? Yes, I think they own Walmart. The 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 thing is that we've just seen. I don't think after one, two, and three of Star Wars, they would have done another one. I think because of the negative feedback that they got from it but now with that being bought up we've seen the reemergence of a new plan but they're doing what marvel did they're putting out a three yep. or four year plan they're making a schedule for what they're going to be doing over their five years and that's what marvel did so well i mean yeah. it's not too different from when they bought up pixar too i mean yeah. they let pixar do what they mm-hmm. will and now just, well, last year is a superstar movies. though so yeah <laughs> exactly but i mean like they saw a they saw a group of people doing what they did best, and they wanted to just say, hey, here's some money, but we'd like to take that. <laughs> By the way, Disney, if you're listening, uh, you can buy the TC3 and give us a lot of money, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we do accept money yeah, in all forms. Yeah. Um, Alpha X the film? Doug accepts sexual favors. Wait, I will, too, actually. Good, good call, Doug. Yeah. Well, Probably from Gabe. Look at the That's just worse. <laughs> <laughs> well uh marvel and dc may be getting the movies but we are seeing some indie comics take over tv like i know walking dead's been massive on and when that ended up on tv uh, i know uh, dark matter just started airing on sci-fi and you're starting to see some more comics uh some more indie comics take over the powers series now right oh yeah that's uh yeah, yeah that's yeah. on a uh, sony yeah. playstation yeah, yeah. oh stop saying that <laughs> Hey, it but could be definitely. good. You guys remember season one? No, it can't. <laughs> you, know, you know, and it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the the one thing that I've seen one. that hasn't hasn't taken off yet is um, something like somebody taking Chris Ware, you know, uh, and saying, "I mean, this is a great." How, how are you going to turn Chris Ware into a movie? Though? <laughs> Not even a movie, but a series of something like at least giving it a shot. You know, I mean, they, they have these richly drawn characters, these dramatic portraits that are literary. You know, and nobody's really touched them yet. 
and then you also you see things like um, Constantine come out and get canceled halfway through the I first season. I was really disappointed. I know, uh, and a lot of people are. are. They're, so they're still trying to save Gotham. it, though. I know, I know, but like well, Gotham sucks. I know. <laughs> so it but, does matter who's behind it. And, it well, and it's cool really that does. you know. Okay, so we're in kind of a renaissance of television, so to speak, because of HBO. And now Showtime is getting on board, and there are you know Netflix original series and Amazon content. And um, again, I mean, I think it's another opportunity for other types of stories to be told and to realize. I mean, for Christ's sake, Game of Thrones is as deep fantasy as you can possibly get. Number one and show. It is pirated. the number one show of all fucking time. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping. Again, I feel like it is awesome that. There are outlets for these type of outside of the main culture stories, and and it I think it's just it's a testament to a we've already talked about internet as a way to get your story out there. B that people are realizing that counterculture stuff isn't all that counter to what culture is. Um, that you know, India is a is a big deal right now, and I think that's just there's nothing but great things that are going to come as a result of these things. Awesome. Well, uh, I've kept you guys for about an hour, and I know that's about what what we had scheduled out. So I don't want to keep everyone too late into their Saturday. So uh, we, we just have to. We have no lives. We make we make comics, man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, I figured to wrap up, uh, why don't we just go around again? Uh, you guys can reintroduce yourselves and give a plug for your Do it stuff. right, Brad. <laughs> Come on, Brad. I'm Brad Perry, and I make a comic strip called Pirate Mike, Maladjusted Minnesotan, and you can read that comic strip at www.piratemikecomics.com. Uh, all right. Way to go. Uh, Lucas Munson, MunsonBooks.com. You can find all my projects. There are too many to count. Uh, Siamese Prison Gaming Alpha X, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh, Jack Cotts. Uh, I should also mention that um, Siamese, for the most part, is completed in four parts. Uh, Buy it at MunsonBooks.com. Exactly. At <laughs> Or SiameseBook.com. Yep. You can find uh, Jack Cotts on Twitter or Carbon Collective or Tumblr. Just go or at his find apartment it. in South Minneapolis. You can check that out. It's a house, man. It's a house. Anyways. You rent a room in a house. Anywhere else. They let them move into the hall. I, I, I wouldn't call it a room. Like, a closet is not a room, Jack. Take a figure bed, it's a room. Stop picking on the little guy. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm Doug Kahlberg, and you can go to freerangecomics.com for a, a three times a week comic. <laughs> As opposed to the once. <laughs> and then you can find me on Facebook. Uh, just look up my name. Um, I, I, you can, I'll let you follow me, but I probably won't talk to you. So <laughs> That's what all the ladies tell him. So <laughs> It's him following them, though. Right, so. that's him. Uh, it's not anyway. stalking. No. It's following. Yeah. No. Uh, my name is Corey Fox. Thanks for having us. It's been great. Uh, and all my stuff's pretty much convent convention exclusives right now. So I don't do the online stuff like everybody. I should probably get to the, you know, back to the Stone Age. Tell them to go to TC3MN.com. Yes, yeah, so you can go to TC3MN.com to see all of our stuff. And I'm on there. really sure about that. <laughs> well, it's been changed. We recently got a we great update, update from Brock on yes, uh, we did. the website. So. 
uh, Dave Jensen. Um, you can check us out at sanguinenights.com. You can check us out on Facebook, Facebook slash Sanguine Nights. Um, we'll be doing a new page eventually for 14 Days to Die that's coming out. We're doing book two of Sanguine Nights right now. Um, you didn't get to meet Jack Montgomery, but I'm going to shout out for him. Check him out on Facebook. Um, I think he's got an Instagram. He's got an Instagram account. You can follow him on. His Instagram uh, is awesome. Yeah. It, this kid, uh, just to Montgomery. give him a quick shout out, can sketch redonkulous on uh, basic yeah, uh, pen, and pen pad uh, yeah, line legal, paper. Yellow legal, legal paper yellow style. Paper. He is a crazy artist. He's really good. Um, anyways, thanks for listening to us. Howdy. My name is Brock Beauchamp. I'm from Schlockworks.com. If you can't spell that, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find my comic don't duplicity. Need your business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do. We, we do, do desperately. desperately. <laughs> and I'd like to thank the I'd like to thank the Blind Ninja guys for having us. It's been a good time. And uh, check out my comic duplicity if you can spell. You also have a podcast, don't you? I do actually. Yeah, I listened. I listened to an episode this morning. So. Yeah, we uh, we every other week we complain about comic books. Mainly right. is what we do. Uh, what's the podcast name? It is Counterculture Comic Podcast, CCCP. All right. so. oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's what we call it, Mother Russia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mother Russia comics read you. Yeah. Yes. Comics read you. <laughs> Uh, Phil Giuliano, you can see my work at uh, bestinshowcomic.com and my illustration work is at philgiuliano.carbonmade.com You can also follow me on Facebook at uh, Best in Show Comic and Twitter at Best in Show Comic. And thanks again for the Blind Ninja guys for having us. They yeah, must be suckers for punishment yeah, thanks, because guys, they took rock. us all at once. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this was a lot of fun. This thank you guys for you. Uh, allowing us to come and intrude on your guys's day. So no. All right, guys. Uh, we will wrap up the episode in a few minutes. So stay tuned for that. And we're back. Oh, what? Here interview. we are. I'm exhausted. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Carlos was there. He could say that. <laughs> So I really wanted to go. Yeah, it, well, it was it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, part part of the stuff that I loved is when I was doing it, I just kept trying to find the one topic because to get them talking to each other. Because yeah. if you guys listen back towards the beginning, it was you know me asking questions, but then finally we hit on I don't remember what the question was exactly. We hit on it, and they just they went off and got a lot of great information. Having those guys just talk to each other was awesome. Yeah. It was great if, just being on a flight. If I would have set my alarm for the right time, I would have made it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, after that, we went to Indeed Brewing Company. That was the thing uh, we did. To kind of celebrate the the fun that uh, happened. Because and Carlos didn't need to sleep for work that night. No, he did not. Nope. And they had a mojito beer, which Ooh, was, was so good. good. It was good. <laughs> oh, it was what good. is that about? That uh, it was a wheat uh, that was, uh, they, they called it uh, kettle soured. With, some with lime. Uh, mint and lime, Ooh. and it tasted just like a mojito. Yeah, I said that was I it awesome. Go with that one. It was so good. Can you only get it at the brewery? Yeah, uh, I gotta get up there now. Right, or, it's only an hour drive. Or you can wait bad. for Casey to make it. We'll go up make a time. recipe for it. I no, I think I'm just gonna email them and ask oh, because yeah. that would be way easier. Yep. Oh, yeah, get some percentages. All right, guys. Well, let's see if we can figure out how to wrap up here. There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you'd like to support us, uh, and you you know have an extra buck or so laying around, buck. head on over to Patreon.com/slash/BlindNewsStudios and become a patron today. Uh, or you can become a patron link at the bottom of the homepage. 
Do you guys like shopping on Amazon? I know I, I like love shopping it. on Amazon. I just did a bunch. Right? I did Did too. you go through the link? Yes. No, Me I too. Didn't. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, I always forget, right? Well, I uh, don't be a Matt, be a Rick, and head yeah, on yeah. over to blindindustudios.com and click Damn on the it. Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage. So Especially if you're uh, going to buy dumb. a 55-gallon uh, drum of Lou. Yes. Or a $180 Amazon Echo. Or right? 80 toilet paper. <laughs> that would have been like a dollar or two. Shit. Like, that is some real money. Yeah, you... you you fucked you us. Fuck You've earned this. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or you'd like to be on the show, or have somebody that you know that would like to be on the show, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. I love you. <laughs>